All right, welcome back to JR Afternoon. If you remember back in November during the midterms, Michigan voters voted on Prop 1. Prop 1 altered term limits for state office holders here in the state of Michigan. But it also, the second part of the proposal, was meant to up, update and, and, quite frankly, come to, come to the times with financial disclosures, annual financial disclosures. And it's a way of increasing transparency. And one of the, uh, the, the co-chairs of Prop 1 uh, is Rich Dudley, the former CEO of the Michigan Chamber of Commerce. And uh, quite frankly, uh, Rich, it's great to have you with us. Um, I, I think this is a good thing. Um, I'd like lawmakers uh, to almost take it a step further, um, but but take me back a little bit. Let's go way back before we get into the uh, the the current times. Remind me of the financial disclosures portion of Pro- Pro- Proposition One and what it what it said. Well, Chris, it's great to talk to you again. Uh, last year was a very important time for Michigan voters. Proposal One on the ballot to revise term limits and to require public annual financial disclosure reports to be submitted by state lawmakers and state officers. In our case, the governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, and secretary of state was overwhelmingly approved. Over 2.8 million Michiganders said yes to Proposal 1. Proposal 1 won with 66% of the vote. So... Michigander sent a very clear and strong message to Lansing that we want more transparency in government and we want financial disclosure. Over a century ago, U.S. Supreme Court Justice Louis Brandeis famously said, sunlight is said to be the best of disinfectants. That was true then. It's true now. If the legislature uh, takes the opportunity to do their very best, we should no longer be one of the Two states in the country with no financial disclosure. There's no good reason why a bipartisan majority of the House and Senate can't craft and approve strong, effective financial disclosure legislation. Forty-eight other states do this. There are other similar states uh, that have a very good public policy. So the legislature doesn't need to reinvent the wheel here. There are good models, and the proposal spells out the minimum requirements for financial disclosure. These annual reports would include a report on assets, liabilities, income sources, future employment agreements, gifts, travel reimbursements, positions held in other organizations except religious, social, and political organizations. So Michigan voters overwhelmingly said yes, provided lawmakers with a framework. This proposal that was approved by the voters also has teeth. This legislation must be enacted passed by the legislature and signed by the governor before the end of this calendar year. And Democrats and Republicans in the House are saying saying they're going to make this a priority. Hopefully they're working on it over the summer. There's no good reason why this legislation can't pass by November of this year. If the legislature fails to act, if they fail to implement or they, they miss the target, every Michigander has the right to go directly to the Michigan Supreme Court They asked the Supreme Court to order the legislature to do its job, but we're optimistic. The coalition in favor of Proposal 1 was bipartisan, Democrats, Mm -hmm. Republicans, business, labor, civic, and religious and community leaders. And so I think there's really overwhelming support for more financial transparency and good governance. 
Well, and you mentioned it, vast majority of states in this country have transparency laws. They've got financial disclosure agreements in place to hold uh, elected officials accountable. I mean, you look in our region, Ohio, Wisconsin have um, uh, financial policy disclosures that require broadly uh, all the things that you mentioned, uh, gifts, trips, uh, money, uh, all of those things, assets, and, and I, I think that's very important considering where you where Michigan has been uh, historically, which is at the bottom uh, as, as being one of the least transparent states in terms of financial disclosures uh, across the country. So uh, we've got a, a six-month window here, which probably will be even less than that when you consider they're going to probably break for uh, recess early. Um and so have you had conversations with members of the legislature, leadership, whomever it may be, um, about uh, moving forward here? Do they understand the gravity of the situation and the time frame here? I think they do. Uh, the other co-chairs of the Proposal 1 campaign were Detroit Mayor Mike Duggan. As you know, he's not shy. Uh, former Republican Speaker of the House, Jace Bolger, uh, and my friend Mark Gaffney, former president of the AFL-CIO. Mm-hmm me and my role uh, with the Michigan Chamber. So you've got a couple of experienced and very capable uh, political leaders and uh, two old uh, fire horses with me and and Mark (laughs) Gaffney. Um, We've had some informal discussions with lawmakers. I'm not actively lobbying on this. I think the voters sent a very clear and strong message. And Chris, I would hope um, that WJR listeners in Detroit uh, and Wayne and Oakland, Macomb counties and across the state would take the time over the next few days or next few weeks to send a message, write a letter, make a phone call, and remind members on both sides of the aisle, in the State House and the Senate, it can be a short and positive call. Hey, I voted for Proposal 1. I want to encourage and support your efforts to implement it properly. The framework that we outlined in the Constitution is like a a plan for building a blueprint. Uh, We didn't Mm -hmm. tell them Uh, how to paint the walls or what color the carpeting should be or the siding should be. But there's a good framework there that they can build on. The requirements in the Constitution are the minimum that is needed. We want them to aim high and seek to make Michigan one of the top 10 states in the country for openness, transparency, accountability. This will require amending the Michigan election law, the Campaign Finance Act, the Freedom of Information Act, the lobby law. Um, It won't be quick and easy, but it's very doable within the time frame we've been discussing today. So, so I'm optimistic we can get this done. So outside of just the, uh, the what I deem to be very important in terms of financial disclosures, I think we, we ought to know as the, the, the electing public what our elected officials are up to. Um, and if you open yourself to public office, I think that's part of the scrutiny that comes with the gig. Now, aside from that, what benefits are there? What, what can people look at and say, Okay, aside from the all the money stuff, the financial stuff, what other what other transparency items can people look for? Michigan is a large and diverse state. We have 10 million people. State government in Michigan is fairly large in comparison with other states. The legislature just approved in state budget a historic high in state spending of over 80 billion dollars, billion with a B. I think one of the things that will help your listeners evaluate how their senators and representatives voted for or against the state budget is to know, do they have future employment agreements? Do they have 
um, investments in companies that are receiving state subsidies from the MEDC. I'm personally hopeful uh, that the legislature will take this opportunity. We have a growing problem in Michigan with elected officials, members of Congress, members of the legislature, even local government officials being asked by economic developers to sign non-disclosure agreements. I worked in Lansing for 40 years on job creation and economic development and was involved in a number of projects, small, large, medium size. I was never once asked to sign a non-disclosure agreement, and I wouldn't. I think a public official, especially an elected official who signs a non-disclosure agreement, has really raised some questions about are they working for the public, are they working for economic developers, or are they working for the company or organization that would benefit from that? Uh, there are also millions and millions of dollars of grants in this year's state budget, some of them worthwhile. Others appear to be low-priority Nonsense. And, Nonsense. And so I think it will help taxpayers sort out good public policy from questionable public policy. Yeah. I see it as a positive tool to help your listeners elect and re-elect good people who right. say, I'm going to serve the public with openness and transparency and accountability. And these reports have to be public. You don't have to hire an attorney. Right. They, they should be able to go to the Secretary of State's office and review these annual reports, detailed and comprehensive annual reports, online. Well, I think this is a worthwhile cause. I think there's a reason why uh, Prop 1 passed the way it did back in, in November, uh, and we look forward to seeing what the legislature does with it. Rich Dudley, always appreciate the time and insight. Thank you for the time. Thank you, Chris. Glad to be helpful. Got to take a break. More next on JR Afternoon.